0: The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I am your host. It is a Super Friends mailbag Thursday, February 13th. Love is in the air, and that's why we're surrounded by our best friends. Also, why Debo and uh, E.K. took off for L.A. together. They eloped to L.A. together Uh That's happening in the future. We're recording this on Tuesday. If any big news breaks, don't worry. We'll fire up a separate podcast because that's what we do. Uh, I'm off at a water park with my son because that's what he wanted for his birthday. Great Wolf Lodge action. But right now I'm joined in real time or past time or whatever the hell it is by John Breach, Ryan Wilson, and Sean Wagner-McGuff, a.k.a. the NFL Super Friends. Hello, NFL Super Friends.
1: Uh, if we're recording – if people are listening on February 13th, it's very important that we celebrate Jerry Springer's birthday. The former mayor of Cincinnati, and noted Bengals fan, is 75 today. Happy birthday, Jerry. I know you're listening.
2: That's also, depressing. Also the man who paid for a hooker with a check in his name. So I thought
0: <laughs> – Who hasn't done that? Wasn't? In Jerry Springer's defense, he was like sort of the most famous person in the world at the point when that happened, right? Like – No, no, that was while he was mayor. That was before Oh, that's right. He did get in trouble as a mayor. That's
1: that's pretty bad. But you're not that's that's why he's not mayor anymore.
2: (laughs) So uh but he learned his lesson, started the Jerry Springer show. Is that thing still going on?
1: Uh, I think he's Judge Jerry Springer now. He's switched uh True. (laughs) Is it true? This is like Brinson. Two years from now he's gonna be Judge Will Brinson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Judge (laughs) Brinson. What is what is Brinson judging? Everyone. (laughs) Like yeah, like peanuts. Peanuts. Uh the Jerry Springer show ceased airing on uh July 26, 2018. Wow. Oh, he has a podcast it looks like, the Jerry Springer podcast. It ran from 91 to 2018. I mean, By the were... way, Breach is right. He hosts a courtroom show called Judge
3: Jerry. How about that? <laughs> Judge that's Will Brinson's future.
1: Geez. I I do love that there's always a chance I could have made up a fact, so you guys do have to fact
3: check it. That's it was fe- just it was just renewed on February 5th for a second season.
2: Ironically, uh, following up Breach's comments, we can't fact check the fact that he ran a marathon in 45 <laughs> minutes and throw <for> a football <laughs>
0: 50 yards. We will be Well, we tried to? There's just no evidence of it, That's right? So, yeah, that uh, will- we'll be fact checking whether or not Breach can throw a football 45 yards in the air. <sighs> Cannot do.
1: I've been warming up. I've been, uh, getting the old arm loose for the past month. I'm
0: ready. You're like a runner. You, you train longer for a 45 yard pass than you do a marathon. That's <laughs> true. Interesting. <laughs>
1: I'm older now, man. I'm older.
0: Yeah, you're like an old broken down version of the Play 60 kid.
1: Put up my arm. I, I thought you were going to call me an old, broken-down version of Uncle Rico, so I'll, I'll actually take being called the Play 60 Kid.
2: I thought he was going to call you
0: Philip Rivers, so that's good.
3: <laughs> he uh, probably uh, grows guys, like Philip Rivers.
0: If anybody's listening and does, loves Photoshop, give us a little uh, Play 60 Kid John Breach Photoshop. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, let's get to our mailbag. This is the AFC mailbag, AFC Burning Questions and mailbag. So we're going to do some AFC Burning Questions, and then tomorrow's show will be NFC Burning Questions that we recorded at the same time. But you know, it'd be played played in the future. Um, just what happens when Debo and I are on vacations at the same? We, that's how good a mind meld we got going on. Now, even go to the same place, but took vacation at the same time. is actually working. I, <laughs> I'm in an arcade playing like some Pac- kind of Pac-Man,
1: Street Fighter Two, Galaga. Um,
0: probably all of those. If you had to pick one, if you could go into arcade, you, you go to an arcade for an hour, you could only play one game. What would it be?
1: I got
2: this is so easy for me. Uh, let's start with Sean because he's the youngest. I don't, have you ever been to an arcade, Sean?
1: Yes,
3: I actually. <laughs> arcades,
0: arcades are cool again, right? Oh, okay. Sorry.
3: <laughs> so... I've not been to an arcade in the past ten years, probably five yeah, years.
0: Arcades are cool again. They're called barcades. So you can like go and drink at them.
3: Oh, actually, you know what? When I went to Chicago, we did go to a bar that, that was right, arcade. We went to one in Fort Lauderdale.
0: That was. If they have PlayStations in the wall and you can play Mario Kart, it's a barcade. I'm so thinking, can I can I, can
3: I I say Mario Kart for my answer?
2: you want. Sure. It's not old school, but you can say it. You're
3: young. Well, just like any just place sure. that has an N64, because I don't obviously own an N64 anymore. That's awesome.
0: I, I agree. Okay, good answer. What, uh, what about you, Breach?
3: Uh, I would either go
1: Pac-Man if we're going super old school, because I dominate that. I'm better at Pac-Man than I am at Marathons, and then also Street Fighter 2. Good choices. Which, which I mentioned earlier.
2: Um. I never liked Pac-Man because it was too hard. Miss Pac-Man was was a game I was gonna have to play if I was playing the Pac-Mans. But my video game of choice, and this was—you guys probably didn't even know this game—but it was the bomb back in the day. The <laughs> the bomb. Spy Hunter.
0: Oh yeah, spider with a little car.
2: The little car you drive him to the back of the little. Uh, hey, the or back thing and then it kicks yeah. back. Yeah. Nice, look at that. Um, I would go with Hey, Don't say it. Don't say the golf game. Don't say Golden Tees.
0: Oh, well, golden tea is great, but I would not do that in arcade. You can go play golden tea at like, like, like uh, the bottle shop here at Bottle Rev in Raleigh. I go play, I'm like, hey, I gotta go pick up a uh, takeout food and I go and get some craft beer and play golden tea for a little while. Um,
3: wow, oh, you're really trying to get divorced lately
0: on this podcast. Oh, I forgot she's listening to the podcast. <laughs> probably not listening because we're traveling. AK did listen to the show where I talked about uh, my tweets and our Valentine's Day plans. Um, and she's like, you're just a terrible person, and I hate you. Agreed. So, uh, that's exciting. Um,
1: <laughs> and that what we learned is that Debo, Brinson might be sleeping on Debo's couch next week, so that podcast might be live from Debo's one-bedroom apartment, where Brinson is going to be sleeping with him in the same apartment. That's going to be fun. Yeah,
0: didn't plan on moving to Fort Lauderdale, as it turns out. Uh, getting evicted from my house by my wife caused it to happen. Um, I would go with NBA Jam.
1: Ooh, oh, that's oh, a great yeah.
0: one. He's on fire! <laughs> who did the play-by-play? Or was it a random guy? Oh, God, I don't remember. It was like the same guy who did NFL Blitz, I think. That's a fun game to play at arcade, too. Uh, let's get to ASC burning questions, though. First off, will Tom Brady leave the Patriots? Yes. Ooh. I don't know if he
2: will. We saw a rap sheet report on Monday, I believe. That they're going to wait until free agency to figure out what, uh, what they want to do with old Tommy Brady there, which seems a bit curious since he's played there his entire career and usually they wrap these things up. Um, and there's also some conversation that sounds like that this will ultimately be up to Bill Belichick, which I mean, makes sense. He's the GM and the head coach, but it's Tom Brady and, and Robert Kraft and Tommy have a good relationship. So I think it's curious. Um, is anyone concerned that if Tom gets to free agency, he ain't coming back?
0: Yes. Also. Okay. Well then, why are the what's the Patriots' plan First, B? Uh, here's why: if Tom Brady is uh is not on the team next year, he's a 13.5 dead cap hit. Or if he's not on the team, if he doesn't resign with the Patriots by March 18th, when the when the new Year's new league year starts, he is is it March 18th? This is March 18th, right?
1: That sounds right. Is it March 18th? Well, let's March let's, go, let's go with it. It sounds kind of late, though. It does. It, it's definitely late this year because they push back. Uh, that's like uh, March eighth. The or calendar, 9th,
0: usually. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It is March eighteenth at four p.m. Okay. It just sounded weird when I said it. It did sound late. Um, Tom Brady has thirteen point five million dollars in dead money on the Patriots' twenty twenty salary cap. Even if Tom Brady re-signs with the Patriots, that's problematic. So you're not going to sign somebody who already has a $13.5 million dead cap hit on your on your cap. You're not going to sign him for $30 million a year. If you're going to pay him $30 million a year, you pay him before he goes and looks at free agency. And so you can adjust the – because he has a contract with two more years left on it, but they void out on March 18th at 4 p.m. So the logic there is that if Tom Brady is going to resign with the Patriots, it needs to happen – in the form of an extension with the Patriots before the new league year begins, which means, in my mind, if Tom Brady gets to free agency, he's not coming back.
3: I feel like the answer to should he stay or should he go? Not Willie. Like should he? I think he should. It's just like you sure. look around. Yeah, I just don't see a team. It, I'd be fine if there was a contender out there that was a decent quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I'd be fine with that. There just isn't that team. Like, you're going to go to San Diego. We talked about this on the Phillip Rivers podcast. You're going to go to San Diego, get killed behind that offensive line awesome. on a team that's not well coached. Sean, as,
1: as the youngest guy here, you should know there's no NFL team in San Diego.
3: Well, he could go to San Diego and just start his yeah. own team. And, or pull Rivers and commute four hours. Yeah. Uh,
2: so what, about, what about the Colts, though? I can't see him in a Colts uniform. Just can't see At, it. Adam Terry did it, and he worked out fine until last year, and then he fell apart. But, I mean... That offensive line's really good. They have playmakers. Their defense is not terrible. You can draft a couple more wide receivers. I mean, on paper, they're not that far behind
0: the Patriots. Also, the other reason you don't do the Chargers or the Raiders, which are the two teams that have been bandied about, is Patrick Mahomes. Like, wh- why would you leave the AFC East and put yourself at risk to not win a Super Bowl? And have to go through Patrick Mahomes, like, like the. So it, to me, it just depends. Are you trying to leave New England to like, haha, Bill? I want a Super Bowl without you. Or are you trying to leave New England to build up your brand and just try something new? Because it, if it was the, the latter, then go to L.A. Man, like, who cares what happens? You look great in powder blue. You look great in all those uniforms. You know, I don't can't imagine that the Chargers would dump Philip Rivers publicly, leak out a bunch of stuff about wanting a mobile quarterback, and then get Tom Brady. But I mean, who the hell knows? Um. But if that's his reasoning, I'm a little disappointed. But
3: if it's the, if it's the former, if it's cuz he wants to prove that he can live without Bill Belichick, he's doing this way too late. He should've did this 5 years ago. Like he doesn't he's not good enough anymore to elevate or carry a team in my estimation.
1: <laughs> and he's going to be 43 and he, wherever he goes, you have to take in the fact that he's going to have to learn a new offense. He's never had to do that. He's literally played the past 20 years uh doing a lot of similar things, and so you don't know how good he will play. In a new offense, and a part of what Brinson said about the Mahomes thing and why he shouldn't go to the AFC West, that's why I think the Colts make the most sense because the AFC South is the most winnable division besides staying with the Patriots. Uh, and so you put Tom Brady in Indianapolis, all of a sudden the Colts are probably the favorite to win the AFC South.
0: Yep. I, I would even throw out the, the Titans. No, stop it. What, why? Why Why? you Ryan I, so much? Stop hating him, Brenton. <laughs> He's a free agent. What if what if the Titans are
2: going to franchise him? What part of that don't you understand? He is not going anywhere.
0: What, what part of it's twenty eight million dollars for a single? Ryan Tannehill will sprint to sign that if they franchise tag him.
1: Right, and they might have to give Tom Brady thirty million. You think they're going to give Tannehill twenty eight or Tom Brady thirty?
0: I mean, I think it's more likely that Tom Brady can play the way he has over the last three years for two more years than it is that Ryan Tannehill will be the best passer in the NFL by rating for the next three years at thirty million dollars a pop.
2: Yep, this is stage five of of grief. We've decided you're still dealing with losing I, your boyfriend.
0: That's okay. You
1: know. All right, who do you, who do you want at your quarterback for the next three years? Ryan Tannehill or Tom Brady? I want
0: Tom Brady for two years. Uh, no, three. <laughs> That's why the question's three. I will I will gamble on Tom Brady in Nashville with that team and that defense. Oh please, over down. Ryan Tannehill. You are punch drunk.
3: Oh, I'll, ta- I'll take Ryan Tannehill.
0: Tannehill. I'll take Ryan Tannehill. Even Sean who has who had
2: had to endure Mitch Trubisky, would take Ryan Tannehill over to Tom Brady.
3: Tom Brady looked like crap last year, by the right. way. I, but, I, but I do agree with Britson's point. This is what makes me wary about the Tannehill discussion, and that's why I picked Rivers for one year. Tannehill's not going to do what he did this year, I don't think. Ever again, Like, if you look at his – it goes beyond passer rating. Like, he was throwing into, like, the league's, like, tightest windows, throwing downfield, like, at one of the highest rates, and he was, like, completing the highest percentage of passes uh, sure. by adjusted completion. Like, that's just not going to happen again.
2: Let me ask you this, though. Is there a better chance that Tom Brady plays again like he did last year? Or is oh, he, yeah, yeah,
3: That's why he, I, I take Tannehill.
2: So that's that's a concern.
3: But
0: I take Prince's point. Of football outsiders. Um, no, just make fun of Ryan. Uh, Obviously, Tom Brady wasn't that great.
1: And and in Brady's defense, though, he didn't have any weapons. You know, let's not pretend like he didn't have A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Yeah. uh, You know, like I do agree with Brenton on that point, even though I would still take Tannehill. But I'm not going to bash Brady for having a bad season when he had no one to throw to. Uh -uh. I mean, Sean could have made the team as a wide receiver, and we know he's not athletic at all.
2: He had Mo Sanu, your
3: guy. Coming also- from you, that, I mean, that's, just, that's that's Rich, the guy who says he's ran the marathon, can throw football 45 yards, and now he's taking shots at me, my athleticism.
0: You can really tell Sean is very insecure in his athleticism, <laughs> I think. He's the youngest. Hey, you're taking shots at me, haha! <laughs> the marvel of athletic specimen. So, Brenton, would you rather have? Uh... I thought someone else has filled the void of of being your athletic foil, though, because it's it really wasn't for me. By,
3: by the way, Preach, <laughs> every single time we got drunk together during Super Bowl week would like try to get me to gamble like fifty dollars, or he would just keep pushing it like to run a hundred yard dash. I think was really? the distance. Well, and no, I said, I, 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 I said it, anything over one hundred. And when I went to like throw down a hundred bucks, he was like, "Oh, so you don't believe in yourself?" I was just like,
0: "I've never seen you run before. Why would I bet on that?" Like, not, even like, not even like run competitively. You just never seen Breach move faster than a walk.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it, it, look, he is the fastest walker on planet Earth. Don't let those little short legs fool you. He moves really fast.
0: That is an interesting point, point. and not to you know get off the questions <laughs> here. But we have like, I don't. I've never seen. Like I've seen my, I know how I've seen myself, or you've seen me run. Like I mean, like I might not, I might be old now and slow, but like I at least have an athletic gait. I don't like for all I know, Breach like runs like a really fast walker, like like very choppy. Like we've never seen him run before.
2: He could be dumb and dumber running down. We don't know. That's right.
0: Or he could, or maybe he like doesn't bend his knees and he does like crazy like weird strides or something like that. None of this would surprise me. He could run backwards <laughs> and be very fast. <laughs> I, I run like I Ravel.
3: think he's on like all four, like he puts yeah. his hands down and he bear crawls. Or, you, or
0: like, or like, <laughs> like what if we're like Breach is like, yeah, I run a marathon in three hours and twenty five minutes, and then he like gets out to like jog around the block and he runs like Ravel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're just a liar. Like this. Uh, all these things are possible. Um what does the future quarterback look like for the following franchises? Indianapolis. One word answer, Ryan.
2: Well I'm gonna uh, it's a bunch of word answers. Would you rather have Philip Rivers or Tom Brady in Indianapolis? Philip Rivers. I'd rather have Tom Brady, I think. So Tom Brady. You you think the
0: Colts will actually sign Tom Brady?
2: Yeah, well we're gonna find out in in a few weeks here when this this free agency th- free agency thing happens i think the, is more likely but i think tom brady's a
0: better fit the interesting thing about the colts and it is all a slap in the face to Kirby Brissett, but that's fine um the colts like the saints who have had drew Brees for uh, you know, decades now they play indoors like remember peyton manning got a big boost in his stats because he always played indoors like that sort of fell by the wayside once tom brady became the greatest quarterback of all time but the fact that he played his entire career in new england where you don't get the benefit of a dome and you don't get the benefit of a fast track and all that. Like people sort of stop talking about it. I mean, that should be a bigger advantage that we're talking about when we mention free, like quarterbacks going to free agent spots. Like if you're, if you're Tom Brady or if you're Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers and there's been buzz about, you know, concerns over diminished arm strength or whatever, and you're an older quarterback, you can go play half of your, half of your, half of your games next year in a dome. It's not a bad setup. So, I like, uh, I would say oh, oh,
1: the Raiders will be indoors also, and the uh, new LA Stadium also indoors. It's not
0: until 2021, right?
1: No, it's this season.
0: They're going to play it? It? Is it? Is it? Yeah, it opens this year. Yeah, that's
3: why the Brady Chargers talk is happening because they need to sell tickets for it. Mm. The Chargers
1: forgot to sell season tickets. Only like five people have signed up. <laughs> Although they, yeah, they
3: all of Philip Rivers' kids, too. Now they're canceling.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> the Chargers have decided that they're going to this new stadium, and they can't get anyone to like the team or go to their old stadium, and their plan is Tyrod Taylor? Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's Tom Brady. I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's like, we'll give you 10% of the franchise to come they're here. They're basically
1: a millennial kid who's living with their parents, except their parent is Stan Kroenke, who was, like, paying the rent, Footing the Bills. I mean, that's what it is. The Rams are out there. I don't think the Rams-Chargers have a good relationship. Like I don't whole, think. We haven't had a weird breach analogy in a while. Well, the whole thing about, like, the Chargers uh, maybe talking about moving to London, I, I really feel like that was leaked by the Rams. Is like, we want to get this team out of here. We hate them. Let's get rid of them.
0: Um. So Ryan thinks. All right, so we're doing a bunch of situations. So let's just lay them out there. Indy, Oakland, Jacksonville, Los Angeles, Miami. The ones I'm curious about for this particular set of conversations, Indy, Oakland, and LA. Ryan says Tom Brady to Indy.
2: James Remember? to Las Vegas, not Oakland.
0: Oh yeah. Sorry, that's Debo's fault. God, Debo. Slack. <laughs> just kidding, Debo. Uh I know you put just put your he just put his headset back on, so I was making fun of him. It's Las Vegas, Deebs. Deebs? We call him Deebs? No. Nah. I
3: don't nah. oh. I think I think Debo is fine. I don't think we gotta
0: Um we don't need a nickname for the nickname. <laughs> no. uh, Las Ve- Indy, Las Vegas, L.A. What are your thoughts? Uh, Ryan says Jameis for L- Las Vegas and who for Los Angeles?
2: Um. So I said Brady. I mean, I guess you stick with Tyrod or you draft Justin Herbert because um, Brady can't go to both L.A. And, and Indianapolis, I don't believe.
0: The Herbert thing would be – I mean, like at least that would be spicy, I guess. I mean, it's kind of what the Rams did, right? They moved and got Pop- – a-
2: be if they made him play in the year one and he turned into doo doo because you can't you shouldn't play him right away next like year golf yeah exactly so I mean but you know that as you said no one watches that team no one's watching the team at the soccer stadium they had more fans of the opposing teams every week so this is I want to see what the, dispar- I mean, the DC defenders had a bigger crowd than the Chargers did hey breach what's the over under on the disparity between Rams crowds and Chargers home crowds next year because I feel like it's going to be a lot.
1: 25000 Wow. That's a lot. Like, I mean, it's going to be – the Chargers have literally sold uh, like half the season tickets the Rams have sold, and they undercut the Rams in their own stadium selling their tickets for cheaper. Like, think about that. You're <laughs> Crocky. You're paying for the stadium. The Chargers <laughs> come in rent-free, sell their tickets cheaper so people buy your tickets, not the Rams' tickets. I, I, man, I don't know how Crocky puts it's up It's like with you're
2: this. 27 years old. You still live at home, and then you sublet your, your parents' room out. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs>
0: All right, so uh, what do you think, Sean? What about these uh, quarterback situations? These so I got
3: Rivers going to Indy. Okay. Brady going to L.A. Oh.
0: Oh, L.A.,
2: I, sorry. Um, sorry. I
3: sorry. actually think the Raiders might keep Carr. Uh, as much as we talked about how much his contract is cuttable, he only has like a 21 million cap hit next year. That. In this age, like that's pretty affordable. Like I don't that's not an overpay. And I think maybe they'll try to draft someone and develop him behind car. I just don't know if they look at Jameis and think he's the answer. Like I think John Gruden would get so pissed off by Jameis's turnovers, like more than Bruce Arians did. Uh, so I don't, I don't really know if there's a
0: fit there. Jameis is a good fit in that West Coast. Huh? No, no. Right? Like, he's like a better but- fit
3: for Arian's offense than he is Gruden's offense.
0: Uh, maybe he's just a good fit for whatever offense requires lots of interceptions. Boom. Pretty roasted. Breach, what do you think about those three spots?
1: Uh, I like Rivers in Indy just because he has a history with Frank Reich and he can, Reich can just pull the rip cord and say, uh, we're just going to run the ball the rest of the time if, if Rivers starts going in one of his, uh, conniption fit of throwing interceptions. And that happens. We've seen it. Uh, who are the other teams we're talking about besides it the Colts? and LA. LA, uh, you know what? I like Jameis Winston in LA. Uh, Ryan's got him going to Vegas, but I think Jameis would be actually a decent fit. They've got a lot of weapons to throw to, uh, a full training camp full of Melvin Gordon, maybe, but th- they have good talent and I think Jameis Winston could thrive there if he doesn't throw 30 interceptions. And then the Raiders, ooh, you know what? I'll go, I'll go Brady. I'll say Brady. Ends up in Las Vegas.
0: That's spicy. Um, I'm going to go Rivers and Indy. I really do think it's a good fit. I can see him in that uniform. Uh, <laughs> you can just see it. Like I, I, I I'm, I'm refusing to allow this alarm clock pewter and gold crap to enter my head. Like Rivers playing for the, the Buccaneers. Uh, and then, uh, you know, what I'm going to say for the Chargers, here's an idea. The Chargers send oh boy. The, <laughs> seventh, the seventh overall pick. To To the Bengals for Andy
1: Dalton. Boom, I'm in.
0: You got it. How'd you know? Great call. (laughs) No, that's a terrible idea. The Chargers send the seventh overall pick to the Carolina Panthers for Cam Newton and the ninth overall pick. Wait, who has the ninth overall pick? The Panthers. Or Or is it reversed? Six and seven. They're six and seven. Oh, crap. Chargers are six and Panthers are seven? All right, that is even better. Send six for seven and Cam. So you move one spot down in the draft. You know that they won't have. You know they they move up. They won't be taking a quarterback, but they get to slide one up. Like you don't care if they take a quarterback, and the Chargers get Cam, and yeah. they have a running. They have a mobile quarterback to pair with Tyrod Taylor, who's a perfect backup in case Cam's not healthy enough to go. And all you're really giving up is like on the Rich Hill trade chart is something like a fourth round pick. I think.
3: I feel like you might have to throw in a mid round pick too, if all you're letting them do is move up one spot.
0: Okay. I think I, the Panthers, I think the Panthers want to get rid of
3: Cam.
2: Yeah, which should give you some concern if you're the Chargers.
0: Well, I just think the Panthers are rebooting. Yeah, maybe they throw, maybe they throw an extra pick. They throw an extra pick, whatever. Okay. Um, not terrible.
2: Then, uh, Although, you know what? I think I would rather have Andy Dalton.
3: I think Cam helps sell seats, though, like more than Andy Dalton. What's that supposed to mean, Sean? He's just a much more marketable person. than Andy Dalton's a very boring, bland quarterback. You know
1: what? Sure, the Bengals have the fourth lowest attendance in the NFL, but that's not Andy Dalton's fault. <laughs> yeah.
0: To put in an analogy, Breach, uh, Gam is like putting Bailey's and bourbon in your coffee at the same time, and Andy Dalton is like putting in, uh, like, uh, Splenda and, oatmeal. <laughs>
3: and oat milk. Wow, you just dunked on Breach with an analogy.
0: And, uh, and a dunk on Ryan with oat milk. You see what I did there?
3: You lost on the oat milk. <laughs>
0: uh, actually, I actually had an oat milk latte in the Super Bowl, it's very good.
1: Uh, And I will say real quick, because we're talking about how Brady, the Chargers, couldn't make sense because of attendance. Chargers obviously had the lowest attendance because they played in a soccer stadium. But the teams with the five lowest attendances on average in 2019, the Colts, the Raiders, the Buccaneers, the Bengals, and the Chargers, and those are all five teams – that could have a new quarterback next season, will likely have a new quarterback next season. So, I, you know, you would think all five would be interested in making a big splash.
0: And by the way, I should note that currently on our website, uh, as you can tell, I really i am um, up on the NFL draft order. You can check out my new mock draft that went up on Thursday. To, to make sure to check that out. Um, <laughs> it's designed to to troll Ryan Wilson. Th-
1: did you have the Panthers picking at <laughs> seven or nine?
0: I, I, don't know. I haven't really done it yet. I've, I've built out the template, and I'm filling it out in a, in a Google Doc. I'm trying to be uh, organized and methodical this year instead of waiting until, like, April to get to get my, my mock draft life in order. Will the Titans keep both Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry, yes or no?
2: Let John start because he's the resident Nashvillian. You can say it, why?
1: I say yes. I don't think you can blow up a team after they just went to the AFC title game. Plus, as we've mentioned multiple times in this podcast, you can use the franchise tag. And the transition tag this year, and if there is any team that sh- I don't think every team should do that, but the Titans are absolutely in a situation where they should give one to one guy, one to the other guy, and then go from there. And you know, what? if somebody tries to steal Derrick Henry off that transition tag, uh, you know, you get draft picks out of it, and that's fine because now you're not paying your running back, don't you? You get
0: no, you get the right to. Oh, you have
1: to match the offer. Match the offer. You get the two what? first round picks off the franchise tag. Yeah.
0: But in but in theory what you would do is like what the, it's old Ryan Pace move which is not really smart but he kind of got away with it with, with Kyle Fuller uh you let the you let the you let the market dictate what you're going to pay the guy so if you what you would hope is that somebody would offer Derrick Henry like a a 5 year or like a 3 year 22 uh I'm trying to think what the number to three or $18 million deal and he would take it or so like something like something terrible. You know what I'm saying? And then you would have the first right of refusal. He's not going to sign that, but you get the. To- well,
1: and I, yeah, I will say real quick, the transition tags from Joel Corey for running backs, the transition tag would be about 10.2 million and the franchise would be about 12.5. Yeah. So I think Derrick Henry would actually be pretty upset playing for 10.2 million because you know, he wants to be up there with. The highest paid guys at 14 to 15, and the franchise tag for quarterbacks would be about 27 and transition would be about twenty four point three million
2: what's the most you're going to pay to keep derrick Henry in Tennessee John
1: uh twelve see you later he ain't going to play on
2: 12 that. a year for how many years twelve Ten. doesn't matter It's <laughs> like he ain't playing for twelve a year
1: he's playing for twelve is he going to get more money from someone else?
2: It only takes one. What dummy.
1: if I give him 12, three year, 36 million with like 34 guaranteed?
0: <laughs> oh. That's better than on.
1: Yeah, it is better than Levion. More guaranteed. It's all about the guaranteed money. Yeah.
0: Right? He won't take that, will he?
1: You think he would take, what about fully guaranteed three years, 36 million? What you think about that.
2: It's not very far from 34. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's $2 million. <laughs> I just feel like the fully guaranteed thing would somehow go. But, like, you know, you see, you need incentives in there, too. Like, if he leads the league in rushing, he gets, you know what I mean? And, like, stuff like that. Or, like, if he, you know, over 300 carries, he gets a million-dollar bonus or something like that. <clears throat> um, I think they will keep them both, mainly because I don't know that, like, I think they'll, t- I agree. So, now, by the way, if the NFL and the NFLPA negotiate a new collective bargaining agreement, this is, we're recording this on February, that's not right uh February 11th it says February 3rd on my watch That's weird um, <laughs> I wind it incredible uh super bowl right <laughs> right uh the um, it's February 11th you're listening on February 13th if they were if they negotiate a new CBA by March 18th in theory they could have 2020 operate under new rules or under different rules than what they currently state but as of right now both the transition and franchise tag are available if they still have both of those and i think they will keep both guys until tom brady goes to nashville
3: Mm
0: -hmm. ryan did you give your thoughts your thoughts on that i i
3: i agree with everything you guys said what they should do i live in constant fear that they are going to give derrick henry the big deal and jason lock and forward just wrote a story about why they shouldn't everyone knows the arguments why you shouldn't i just feel like they're gonna tag Tannehill, and they actually might give derrick henry what he wants how much should they pay derrick henry since ryan asked me that i'm asking you that sean i would not pay him anything i would not pay him anything like i would give him a tag on a one-year thing i would not commit multiple years over 10 million to him i don't think you should
1: do that to a running back do you think the titans Not Forget the AFC title game. Do you think they even make the playoffs last year without Derrick Henry on their team? Yes. No way. Okay, and do do you think they beat anyone? Do you think they beat the Patriots or the Ravens? No. No, but I think they... So are those two playoff wins worth paying that guy more because he basically
0: was the reason he won? That's a weird causation correlation thing that you're doing and trying to entrap Sean in this argument. I'm not sure. I'm, not,
1: I'm not entrapping Sean. I'm asking him. If I also, he's a vital part start, of the offense. He's a vital some, part of the something
3: offense. that's weird though, about the question. Would he, would they win those playoff games? It's not that Tannehill even played bad in those games. He just didn't do anything. So I don't even know if it's as simple as yes or no, because why, why didn't he do anything? Because they were just handing the ball off to who Derek Henry. <laughs> oh, okay. That doesn't mean they would have lost if they asked Tannehill to throw the ball.
2: Derrick Henry dragged the Patriots up and down the field.
3: Yes, and I originally said and that I don't think they win those playoff games without him. He
0: destroyed Earl Thomas. I, I, don't, I don't think that they make – I think that if, if you – so when they bench Marcus Mariota and start Ryan Tannehill, if at that same time you had taken Derrick Henry out and replaced him with Deion Lewis, I do not think the Titans make the playoffs.
2: No way. Not with Duck Hodges breathing down his neck. <laughs> but legitimately, Deion Lewis is a completely different player.
0: Oh, uh, in the in the playoff race, I was like, "What are you?" I like, uh, yeah, I was like, "Do <laughs> like, you think Doug Hodges is a backup Titans running back?" Like, <laughs> he might be a better running back. He might be. but uh-huh. I mean,
2: completely really different running backs. And I think that was one of the rare examples where a running back actually took over like a stretch of games. And John talked about it too um, over the, not even just the, the playoffs. But you know
0: the the more important question might be, can they afford to keep Jack Conklin?
2: Well, no, that's an important question.
0: Because I don't know that, like, if you, if like, if Jack Conklin leaves and Taylor Lewan gets hurt or suspended or something like that. I mean, this this offensive line was not very good when Taylor Lewan was suspended the first couple of game, first couple of weeks of the season. So, like, we talk about how great Derek Henry is, and I do think he may be a slight exception to the rule of, you know, being able to withstand punishment. I know that you know typically these guys break down after 370 carries for Wildsire's rule. I do think there's a chance that he could be the exception to the rule, but I wouldn't want to find out, especially. Uh, at a high price, and if your offensive line has to suffer as a result of you paying the running back. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather let Henry test the market and be like, dude, look, t- see what you get out there, and we will try and match it. And then you transition tag Conklin and franchise tag Tannehill or t- transition tag Tannehill and franchise tag Conklin.
2: And by the way, Deion Lewis is one of the top ten paid running backs. Yeah. Uh, on, I think it's
0: total dollars, not average yeah. dollar. They gave a huge free agent contract. It was a disaster. Nobody, We don't talk about that enough. <laughs> uh, all right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll answer some mailbag questions. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family.
4: Marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Okie doke. Uh, these are from Apple Podcast. If you leave a five-star review... We will answer your mailbag question at some point this off season or leading up to the season. It can be a burning question about a certain team in the long-term future, like this next one. It can be a question about a team's offseason, a question about a team's draft. It can be an early, it can be a dynasty fantasy football question. Happy to answer those. Ryan is a dynasty expert. Uh, this one says, uh, let's see, this is from Wilson Metcalf, the Apple podcast, uh, ooh, Canada. He lives in Canada. He left it on 12, 27, 2019. See, we don't get to him right away, but we get to him eventually. Thank you. Is the title? I have a silly question if you get around to it. (laughs) Yeah, we will get around to it. (laughs) It's July 2020, and the Cincinnati media scrambles to get their first look at Joe Burrow throwing to A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon is also back with a couple promising offensive line additions. None of these are the top story, however. In one of the most head-scratching coaching moves of all time, Mike Brown has hired football analyst and Bengal loyalist John Breach as head coach. Smart move. This is a bold move. Uh, not really the worst thing Mike Brown's ever done. Ryan, having insider knowledge of John, you were hired by an online bookkeeper for, co- or no, you were hired by William Hill. Ryan, that's who it is. William Hill, new partnership with William Hill. Excited for that. You were hired by William Hill for coming up with the over under regular season win total for the 2020 Bengals. Will, I mean, what is your number? Will and Sean, do you bet the over or under on Ryan's win total? So Ryan, first you- of all, first of all, John, Congratulations on being fired in two years and, you, and embarrassing your entire family. This is Friday Kitchen 2.0. He doesn't have two years.
3: Yeah. Wait a minute. The Bengals are going to fu- – no, the Bengals aren't going to fire him.
0: Yeah, That's they're going to play too out cheap. My they're too cheap. Okay, yeah. They're they're too cheap. yeah. On the bright side, John, at least this will go down as the only the second most embarrassing athletic non-achievement of your career <laughs> behind the non, non-existent non 28, uh, 28 28-minute marathon or whatever it was. Ryan, what is the total?
2: The total is – for the 2020 season with John Breach's head coach, under <laughs> six wins,
0: what? We gotta go half. You your That's your respect. Half. Five and a half or six and a half.
2: Yeah, see, I, I was, I feel like six is going to be the number. Uh, I'll go five and. Uh,
0: I will take the under. I'll take the uh, under as well. <laughs> That's that's I
2: mean, that's bold because Jonah Williams is coming back. A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd are going to be there. John
0: Breach is there.
2: <laughs> Freddie Kitchens won seven games last year and he had no idea what he
0: was doing. That's a good. That's a great counterpoint. I, I would wager that John Breach is infinitely better at football than Freddie Kitchens. I also think the thing is, if you hired Breach to be the head coach of the Bengals, you're you're really not like you're not, you know, a strategist here, <laughs> like well, an in those guy's per se. This, <laughs> really is, he a, is he a motivator? What is he? No, he's sort of a <laughs> figurehead. But like, like first of all, it's not like they're paying breach five million a year to be the head coach of the Bengals. I mean, he, you're it's doing this. You're doing year. this for. I mean, you're probably doing this for seven fifty. No, he's no. Giving no we're, we're, we'll say five million. I feel like that's the low end of what a coach is paying. <laughs> no, 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 no. no.
1: What? No, I get the five million, and I don't give any to you, Brinson. But
0: I share it with uh Wilson and Sean. Mike <laughs> Brown is not giving. A not just a first-time head coach, but a first-time ever coach, five million dollars a year. What's
3: on his resume has marathon, can throw football forty-five yards.
0: (laughs) Plus, plus the move would be breach if you were smart. You'd be like, listen, I'll do this for one point one million dollars. I want the rest of the five million dollars. To be divvied, like you, you go huge on an offensive coordinator and huge on a defensive coordinator and then they come in and run everything and you're just sort of a figurehead with some like basic rudimentary organizational skills.
1: No, I just handle clock management, using the timeouts, all the basic things that I, I know I can handle. Something that's like
0: better than Freddie Kitchens. By the way,
2: it's, it's interesting Brinson that you put forward that, that theory because using that theory, given that you're about to sign a new contract, you should be sharing the wealth with these guys here. Who can help prop up the Pick 6 podcast?
0: <laughs> uh, I hope I get a new contract. Um That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, sure.
3: <laughs> it's like a quarterback, you know, buying his offensive line a bunch of, a bunch Ro- of that stuff. Where's our gifts?
0: But do you want you want presents or do you want me to, like, pound the table for – uh Oh, a- I would
3: take cold hard cash. Oh, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't turn down a Rolex. Yeah, same. Though, same, yeah. I'm not picky here.
0: Yeah, Brett. Reach if, I get, top- if I get, if I get a top of the market, if I get a top of the market salary. No, no, you just said you take less as the figurehead and then you share share the wealth. And I just asked <laughs> do you want presents or do you want bigger salaries? And you all said presents. So that's a mistake Oops. by you. Sean said cash
3: in his so, didn't. Yeah, I said cold hard cash.
0: By the way, so five and a half, you, buy, you guys both are going under on five and a half.
3: Um, I mean, I might take them under five and a half with Zach Taylor next year. So yes.
0: No, it, I, yes,
2: granted. Uh, I mean, whoever the coach is, you're taking under five and a half.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think the big could go six and ten. I don't think they're going six. And, I mean, like, I mean, like, we don't think they're going to win six. Yes,
3: they, they can, but like, if you it run be, the season, it,
0: it would be effing fascinating to see what would happen to a professional football team if you put like some like blogger and like just adjust it. Like, cause you know, like, everybody on Twitter is always saying like, oh yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Like, like, or just. Like, take Prisco and put him in charge of the Jaguars for a year. And, like, I just want to know how many wins they have. Nah,
2: I wouldn't even take Prisco. I would take someone much more annoying on Twitter because Prisco at least owns the things that he's crazy about. But there are plenty of uh, – go ahead, John.
1: Oh, I was just going to say real quick because we're all taking under except for Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, for having faith in me as a coach. Six. Oh, you, you look at the Bengals' schedule. I'm going to throw it out oh, there. There we go. They play the Giants, the You're Redskins, the Eagles. You know, like those are wonderful of The Eagles, Jacksonville, are going to beat them by forty. What are we talking about here?
0: Jacksonville,
1: Miami. Yeah,
0: I mean the, Doug the Peterson Browns Al,
1: twice.
0: Doug Peterson, old coach Bill Belichick, but he's not going to get the best of John Breach. Guess, mean, guess, guess what, Breach? All oh, those teams a to have a
3: better record than the Bengals this past season.
2: Uh, The Bengals will not be favored in any of
0: those games. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I mean, I think the over/under would be. The real, the true over-under, like I'm dead serious, like Breach, if you're the coach, I think it would be like two and a half or three and a half. Like, that's not a slap in the face. He just has no, what are you you shaking your head about? I refer you to Freddie Kitchens. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But he was at least like in the coaching business for a long time. Is he? Do we know that? Do we know what he was doing? (laughs) We have no idea what he was doing the last 10 years. All I'll say is that, like, I think if, I think if John was the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals and he got the job, look, you're talking about getting the job on, like, February, like, 14th, right? Yeah. Overall, I, like, Taylor. I, I think, I think that the, like, if you won four games, it would be impressive. To Ryan's point, remember Bob Wiley
1: last offseason? He was like, Freddie Kitchens didn't coach anything. That guy has no idea what he's doing. And a guy who has no idea what he's doing, won seven games. So I'm not going to pretend like this is impossible. And we should really shout out this guy for giving us, like, the most detailed scenario question maybe in the history of the podcast.
0: Yeah. yeah. Also, yep. like, I, I'm, like, running through these scenarios in my head where, like, Breach is, like, sits down. For, like, Mike Brown is going to, like, win – like, hoping to win the press conference by hiring Breach. And it's like – so now, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, we're like, yeah, we're going to be multiple and aggressive and our kicking game is going to be incredible. I've hired the best assistants possible. Joe Burrow is going to love it here. Skyline Chili all over the place. Good to see you guys. Thank you. Have a great day. I will not be taking questions now. Like, I, like, I just imagine like the fodder for writing about like this. This is like, uh, what was the movie where Henry Rohngartner like hurts his arm and he becomes the Cubs pitcher? Rookie pitch? of the year? Yeah, rookie of the year. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, this is like the NFL's coaching version of Rookie of the Year, and it's glorious. Uh, next question from Steve364737 in Great Britain. Wow, really international flavor to this podcast. Great pod. Question. My question for the Super Friends is this. Are Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson significantly better players than other rookies from recent years, or have they benefited from going later in the draft and joining genuinely good teams? And do you think the quarterbacks from their classes would have had similar MVP seasons if they joined the Ravens Chiefs? Baker, Deshaun, Darnold, Trubisky, three question marks, et cetera. Mm-hmm.
2: Cheers. So here's here's how I think about this. What if Baker, Deshaun, Darnold, Trubisky were on the Chiefs? How would they fare? Because I think L- Lamar Jackson is a different situation. They built that offense around him, and there are very few offenses that may have been willing to do that. But in Kansas City, I think Baker has a ton of success. I think Deshaun does. I think Sam even does if he quits kissing people. Trubisky, what do you think, Sean? How does he do in KC? I
3: think he's still maybe average, like Al- Alex Smith at best. Like probably that,
2: that's a huge that's at, a, be,
3: at I, best. I, yeah, I'm not would, sold. I'm not sold. He gets
2: it. Matt and Nagy would love to have 2012 Alex Smith right now in Chicago. See,
3: he would. He would take 2020 Alex Smith probably right now.
0: I sort of disagree. I think that I don't disagree with Ryan's premise. I, I like. I think if you took Baker, Deshaun, or Darnold. And you plug them into the Chiefs. And I think the chiefs is a great example here. Like you, you have them selected as a top 10 pick or top 15 pick by the chiefs. They sit for a year. They learn Andy Reid's offense. Um, they would come in and be top 15, top 10 quarterbacks in the first year that they work in Andy Reid's offense. And I think the same is true for Trubisky, honestly. Like I really think Andy Reid is that good. And I think that – How is he going to make it more accurate?
3: Though? I mean, he made Matt Moore look decent. So. Matt
0: Moore came from a high school
1: coaching staff and won an NFL football game over a playoff team. That's why you're like, going to win six
0: games next year, John. <laughs> but, like, I mean, think about think about the first year that Mitchell Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes had. Patrick Mahomes was allowed to sit with zero pressure whatsoever to study a playbook to emer- – he had Mike Kafka was, like, basically assigned, work with Mahomes as, like – You know, we've got Matt Nagy here doing the offensive coordinator stuff. You go, is that right? That is right. No, 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 because Nagy was in. Yeah, Nagy was the offensive coordinator. So Mike Kafka was basically tutoring Patrick Mahomes privately the entire time. There's no pressure whatsoever. You just work on your craft. You work on developing as a quarterback. Meanwhile, Trubisky's getting coached by John Fox. Like, it could not be further from, like, in terms of polar – Experiences on on what they got as far as quarterbacks. Well,
2: turn that around then. What if Ryan Pace drafts Deshaun or Patrick Mahomes with John Fox? What does that look like?
0: I think Patrick Mahomes would be a would be a, a, an average an average quarterback in the league. A very he'd athletic. Be, I, what's that? He'd be like Baker Mayfield. I feel like. I feel like he'd be an infuriatingly athletic, um, up and down quarterback. If he if he had been drafted by the by the by the by the Bears, I don't think he would be what he is now for sure.
3: I don't think he'd be what he is now, but I think he'd be better than average. I think he would probably be a top five, top eight, top eight quarterback. But I agree. Well, like, the, the way I look at it, the question was, are these guys more talented than everyone else, or is it just the situation? It's a combination, right? Like I think Lamar and Mahomes are both more talented than Baker, than Darnold, than Trubisky, and all these other guys that come out. I think Deshaun's the only one that you can lump close to the category, and I think if Mahomes ends up somewhere else – He's still really good. He's not throwing for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. He's still really good. And if Deshaun is in Kansas City, he's not throwing for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, but he's probably better than he is in Houston. So I think it's a combination. Yes, they are more talented, um, and they also happen to land in the perfect system that maximizes their talents.
0: I think if you put Mahomes in Houston or Mahomes in Chicago, like it's not entirely implausible that he's – Banged up and constantly injured, like taking shots at like his spleen and he has like, throws like 20 picks a year. What happens if Lamar plays for Kansas City
2: and Patrick plays for the Ravens? Cause I think the Ravens have shown an ability to morph their offense around the quarterback. Yeah.
0: And I think, um, the- I, 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 I trust Baltimore's development. So I think Mahomes would be very good. And I think Lamar Jackson would be freaking incredible in Andy Reid's offense. I think anybody, like I don't care. Like, you can take any quarterback and Andy Reid will make them awesome. Like he he's just like if you put Russell Wilson on Kansas, yeah, that's that's the team, quarterback a I think. Super Bowls. Yeah, like if he'd got him in Philadelphia, he never would have gotten – if if he'd gotten him instead of Falls in Philadelphia, he never would have been fired. I mean, he would he would have won title multiple titles in Philly, and they would have had to you know faux celebrate this whole Carson Wentz, Nick Falls, Doug Peterson thing like a bunch of fakes and frauds. Um,
1: well, and the other part of that question about going late in the draft, we've—I haven't said anything. Sean's nodding at me like, "Well, I was, I was
3: laughing at Diva for not taking the bait there."
1: Yeah. Uh, but the other part of the question, just players going late, we've seen that a lot. Uh, you know, Ryan Ben Roethlisberger dropped out of the top ten, fell to the Steelers, who were a good team. Aaron Rodgers fell all the way into the twenties. Joe Flacco, who only Brinson still loves. You know, he fell into the 20s, fell into the exact right situation, walks out with a super win. So I think there is a lot to be said to uh, falling out of the top 10 and ending up with a talented team. Because if you're drafting the top five, you you're going to a crappy team, they're probably going to suck no matter how good you are, uh, and it's not going to be easy to turn them around.
0: Good point. Um, yeah, the Ravens and the Chiefs both have the benefit of being able to build an ecosystem around those talented quarterbacks and develop their talent. Uh, last one for this podcast questions this is from cowboy two three money from united states of america how exciting uh, love the pod and my question for the super friends is what are your favorite non-sports podcast other than the ones that everyone knows thanks uh, i'm actually excited for this uh answer because i was sort of wondering sort of doing i was sort of um trying to find some non-sports podcasts i do a bunch of dfs uh and you know like there are a bunch of sports podcasts i like but i would like to sort of Get out of! I want to kind of decompress from from sports for a little bit. So, uh, Ryan, I'm sure that you and Sean have the best answers here. I don't feel like Breach listens to anything other than murder podcasts
3: and Britney Spears.
0: <laughs> Britney Spears and like yeah. So, uh, well,
2: I have long listened to Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast. It's just uh, him talking for an hour twice a week, and he he's a comedian and he just sort of goes off on things. And uh, that takes a special sort of uh, ear to listen to, but I love it. It's hysterical, and you sort of. Follow along with his wife, and he just had a girl, so she's like a year or 2 year old So that's that's always fun. But um, the one I really like uh, is uh, Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, mm. who, is, who is married to uh, the um, – what's her name from – God, what's her name, Sean? Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. He's married to Kristen oh,
0: Bell. Oh, is she on that? I love Kristen Bell.
2: She's on the very first episode, I think, but he talks to a lot of really interesting people. Um, on the flight home from the Super Bowl, I listened to him talk to Drew Carey. Um, I, he talked to Rain Wilson. Who is Dwight Schrute? Uh, the recently, the Amelia
3: Clark episode's good.
2: The Amelia Clark episode, which I told uh, Sean about, is fantastic. Um, like there are so many good people he talks to, and he's really interesting, and I could listen to, to him talk forever. And um, those are the two main ones I listen to. Um, I'm pretty pretty picky. I did listen to the Aaron Hernandez Boston Globe podcast. When I can re listen to that after the Netflix sports. documentary. but uh, yeah, that is sports, even though it's mostly about the off the field stuff.
0: Um. Sean?
3: If you never listened to S-Town, which was like the serial spinoff, I would recommend totally. that. It was it was only like one season. It was like eight episodes.
0: It was awesome.
3: Um, yeah, it starts really good. A lot of people complain. It's
0: name's most popular podcast. I'm just saying years.
3: if you haven't listened to it. <laughs> uh, the ones I listen to regularly are The Big Picture, which is with Sean Fennessy and Amanda Dobbins, um, sometimes Chris Ryan. They Basically, a lot of it is Oscar talk, so... Um, it'll be interesting now what they do, but it's just movie talk, and they get directors on there to come talk. Another movie podcast I like is uh Real Blend. Um, it can be kind of like bro-y, which kind of annoys me. Like the host can just be I don't know um, whatever, Bro, but they do get a lot of good guests. Like they had Tarantino on twice for like two hour podcasts, um, and I will listen to Quentin Tarantino talk about movies even if I haven't seen the movies he's talked about because he's so passionate about it. Um, if you like a podcast about TV shows, The Watch with Chris Ryan and Andy Greenwald is a good one. Um, and The Rewatchables is a good, fun podcast, and they talk about old movies that are rewatchable.
0: If you're done plugging The Ringer, would you like to plug your, uh, your personal movie newsletter?
3: And if you don't like, you know, podcasts, but you like to read about movies, uh, there's a really good newsletter called, uh, I just forgot my name, The Long Shot. Um, and you can subscribe to that on Twitter at my Twitter handle.
0: Mm. Breach, anything you got?
1: uh brinson you hit the nail on the head i have too short of an attention span to listen to a podcast for more than 10 minutes so basically (laughs) all my podcast listening besides us um which i usually listen to two or three times a week depending on who brinson's talking to and how much i like them uh that real do you really listen two times a week when you're not on yeah that's well you got to know you know if you guys bring it up on this one i don't want to be out in the dark but Usually everything I listen to is something that I stumble upon. The most recent podcasts I listen to – so these aren't, like, probably regular series all the time. The most recent one I listened to was episode one of the McMillions podcast. That was uh, a thing going on HBO right now. They have a documentary. You guys know what that is? The guy who gamed ben- ben- McDonald's Monopoly game and did for, like, $30 million. Did
2: you watch the documentary or did you just listen to the podcast?
1: Well, I've, they have a podcast with each episode that comes out, and there's episode every Monday. Okay. Um, so there's only been two episodes on HBO, and I'm only on the first episode of the podcast. So that uh, I like politics, and so I ran into HBOs where apparently I get all my podcasts, like Sean gets his from The Ringer. Um,
0: uh, can I just say I didn't have you pegged as a political guy, Bridge?
3: Yeah, I, I, looked up at that when he said I like politics.
2: Oh, he has a lot of political stories that you guys
3: don't know. Uh, about. Man, I was, I, political
1: science journalism double major. I covered the Georgia senatorial race in 2008 between Saxie Chambliss oh. and, uh, Jim Martin.
3: Two political science majors on this podcast.
2: You're a political Dude,
1: science major? Wilson. Yeah. What?
2: No. Yeah, you? I don't, and Wilson will Sean, Sean for...
1: I don't know if your California politics mesh with the and Tennessee I with, politics. and I went to college. <laughs> Uh, but Pod Save America, they were on HBO once, like a year or two ago, and I started listening to them once in a while. Uh, that is a political
0: one, and then That's sometimes the John Favreau, right? But not the yeah. actual, not the, yeah. not the
1: director, not the Marvel guy who does everything now, the um, former Obama speechwriter. Yeah, and the last one is sometimes I'll just look for random travel podcasts if I'm going somewhere. People will tell you about the city, what to do, kind of get an insider's look. Uh, and so that can randomly be anything. One of the, a good one is amateur traveler, but the guy's not like exciting, but it's very detailed and tells you a lot of things. You know, if you have no idea what you're going to do in a city, it's good to listen to.
0: It was a trick question. You're all traders. The only answer is that you listen to the pick six podcast.
2: That was my first Uh-oh. answer. There's a the chance you listen to craft brew
0: podcast <laughs> uh, i don't i don't i That that is a good that would be a good guess and that's shocking And uh, a solid insult but i don't listen to uh any beer <laughs> podcast my wife listens to uh last podcast on the left and um uh, my favorite murder which are neither i think my favorite murder is like two valley girls talking about serial killers and it's <laughs> oh my god it is super annoying oh, um uh, wow. it's very popular though she used to make fun of me that I was never near them on the charts, and then we were on the front page of iTunes. I said, "Suck it." Who's on the front page now? Yeah, we heard of that story at the bar the other night too, when you were yelling about how high in the
2: podcast rankings you were.
0: What, are, uh, uh, what does Debo listen to? Okay, you don't care about anything else I listen to. Cool. Thanks. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what you start talking about it's like
3: Ryan playing the music at the Oscars, like to get him off stage. Like we've had enough of this fool.
0: I do like uh, revisionist history with Malcolm Gladwell, but then he did one about the Riviera about golf that made me mad about how he like he thinks that golf courses should all be like t- like done away with, like golf shouldn't even be a thing. And he was talking about how he walks by Riviera in in, in LA all the time where the, where the Genesis open is this week. By the way, check out the first podcast with Kyle Porter uh, and now uh, Rick Gelman to give you uh, DFS action. But he like, he was like, complaining. He's like, it shouldn't be a golf course. It should be public land. Like it's ridiculous that people play golf and use up all that land. It's like, you're walking through Beverly Hills, Malcolm. You, like, you I'm sure you've got a huge house. Settle down, pal. Did
2: you say that with your monocle and your pipe?
0: Yes, I did. But also, you could literally say that about
1: any sport. Like, there's football fields at high schools. There's stadiums that take up all this land. There's hockey rinks. There're l- l- Soccer fields. Literally any sport you could say that about.
0: By the way, for the record, if you could capture the face that Ryan made when I mentioned I like Malcolm Gladwell's podcast, uh, you could bottle it up into a perfume called... Disgust. It
2: was the same face as you were making fun of Sean for being a hipster for listening to whatever the hipster podcast you're making fun of him about.
0: I mean, well, that's like it'd be like if I, like what podcast? You like? Have oh, you heard? you have you heard of Serial? <laughs> it was it was S Town. I a know spin-off off fine. of Serial. Everyone's heard S Town. Did good. you listen to it? Yes, it's fine. It was a little disappointing at the end. So I had
1: not heard of S Town. In Sean's defense,
3: it's,
5: you would it's, like it.
0: It's you been like out it. for like four years. It's still like 100 I
3: prefaced it by saying it was old, and if you haven't listened to it, you should go listen to it.
0: The guy's question was, other than the ones everyone knows.
3: Debo, what do you listen to?
0: Uh,
5: S-Town. Great one. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard about it. I think.
3: I'm
5: listening to this one, To Live and Die in L.A., and it is – I'm in the middle of it right now, and I just – I don't want to, like, get out of my car when I'm listening to it, which is a good testament for a podcast. Um,
2: so. R- related, Ek will be living in his car after you guys get back. <laughs>
5: he might live in,
0: and die in L. A. Has um, anybody listened to Dirty John? And that was a big one. I read the articles in the L. A. Times, but I didn't. I just I, I never got around to listening. To Brenton, Dirty.
1: I thought you weren't going to call me that on the podcast, man.
0: Are you laughing because somebody said that?
3: No, I was laughing because Devo probably had more than he was going to say. I
0: don't know, but it just
5: reminded me of L. A. But keep going, Devo. Dirty, Dirty John is uh is all right. I think it got a little bit too much hype. Now it's on Netflix, though. They made a series of it. Oh. Ah. Ooh. So depends if, it if you like the show. Uh, Yoga Girl Daily, uh, definitely in the feed. Um, What's I'm that just, I'll just move Does past. Does that come with visuals? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the Daily Show Podcast Universe. That is a great one with our uh, friends at Comedy Central. Check that out. Is that with Trevor Noah or like with the writers or something? It's with uh, the team of writers. It's just a mini-series, oh. five episodes. Hilarious. And...
0: Uh, I have to mention. Yes, so, the Nick, uh, and Rosenthal Vanity me Project. To it. There <laughs> you <know>. go.
3: <laughs> you, you could see he wanted to butt in there for so long, and he kept doing it, and finally, he, he, it was like bursting. He had to let it Can go. Can you
2: imagine, Brenton at Thanksgiving dinner? He's just taking over the table. No one else is going to talk. It's just going to be his stories the whole three hours. Right, what else, Debo?
5: I was going to say the uh, Jeselnik Rosenthal Vanity Project. There
0: you go. It is, that's a very good podcast. It's fun.
5: What is uh, what is Yoga Girl though? For real, is that about yoga? It's just like six minutes each morning. After you know hearing Brenton so often during the day, I need that to start my mornings. Uh, just a mo- little motivation to start the day. Gotcha. Now it makes sense.
0: Yoga girl conversations from the heart. Jeez, talk about getting in a dark spot. You need the yoga girl to bring you back. It literally talks to you twenty
2: hours a week. I would understand medication. Is, long yoga.
0: This actually, you hear, you read, you hear these. This makes sense. This is why uh, Devo is so chill and relaxed. Uh, all right, let's get out of here when we come back. Tomorrow, we'll have the second part of our mailbag and NFC burden questions. I'll be
4: okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better.